Thank you for choosing the Four Seasons Hotel. We hope you're enjoying your stay. Happy Friday! Hi everyone, welcome back to our podcast. Today we'll be talking about the Singapore education system. To be honest, it's a very confusing topic, so hopefully everything that we're going to say is accurate. Okay, so yeah, this, this is definitely just a preface, but the Singapore education system is very, very, very confusing and convoluted, so please bear with us as we try to put this in the most understandable and clear way that we can. Yep, so we'll start off with the most simple outline of the Singapore education system. So in general, there are three types of education um, levels in Singapore. So we have the primary, secondary, and tertiary options. Primary is literally primary school. Secondary is literally secondary school. Um, then when we get to the tertiary level, we have a few more options. Yeah, so if you are from Singapore, you will know that primary school is six years. So it's like, I think, elementary school for other countries, like for the US. Like, okay, so it's like. <laughs> so it's like six years you start when you're seven and then you graduate when you're 12 so at the end of oh just for six- some no just just for just for <laughs> some um background both me and amanda like okay i only like i only started primary school um in primary three and amanda didn't even do primary school in singapore at all i did i did i i left in primary three huh <laughs> so yeah i came oh, you back in pri- one yes correct yeah so i didn't take PSLE. Oh. And I also didn't take O-levels, so okay, I so, really don't know anything. Oh, okay, sorry. So we're both, basically yes. we both have had um, overseas primary school experience. Um, we just switched, yeah. like, at primary three. Like, I came here and she yes, left. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. Great. Primary school, yes. Six years. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. So at the end of your sixth year, you will take this thing called PSLE, which is basically short form for primary school leaving examinations. Yeah. Um, so you will take, if I am not wrong, five subjects. Yes, I took PSLE. Amanda didn't take PSLE. Yes, yeah, so Emma should talk about uh, it. Okay, so. <laughs> yes. Okay, PSLE. When I took PSLE, it was graded like out of 300. I don't even know how they counted it. I think they like took the total divide by five times three or something i'm not very sure um i took five subjects i took english math science and then my mother tongue was chinese and i also took higher chinese which honestly i don't know why i took higher chinese because i literally only learned chinese in primary three when i came to singapore so me taking higher chinese was already a big leap but um I mean, I, I passed, so it's fine. I got merit or something. Oh yeah, so that's the thing. So Wait, speaking of hard Chinese, I have to, I have to say this story because I just remembered. Okay, sure. Like, I don't know why, like, even though... Okay, so basically, I moved to China when I was a month old. <laughs> so, like, I was born in Singapore so I could get the passport. And then I moved to China. And then I came back around, like, when I was, like, six. So, basically, I grew up in China, right? So, you'd expect my Chinese to be really good. But actually, it wasn't because I used to fail, I think, primary school to higher Chinese. So, I would do very badly in school and then like the last exam that i took before i left in primary three i got a 97 out of 100 for my chinese and my teacher literally came up to me and she said amanda are you sure you're the person who did this paper (laughs) she thought you cheated (laughs) yeah she thought i cheated okay no i have a story too about chinese okay so basically when i first came to singapore in primary three 
I didn't know Chinese at all. I literally went for like daily Chinese tuition to learn like ah 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 like all the intonation, and like okay, I I didn't know Chinese at all. Okay, so <laughs> on one of the days, um, I think it was maybe mid-year exam time. So sometime halfway through the year, the teacher was like, she came in. I mean, she was speaking Chinese. She was like, oh, 今天我们要写作文 which is translation. It means today we're gonna write an essay. Okay, and I was. My Scottish like little girl self was like, what, like how am I supposed to write an essay, like a full story, in Chinese when I can't even like write my name? So I was like, I I went up to the front and I had like a really thick Scottish accent and I went to tell her and I basically told her, I'm exempted. Like, <laughs> I literally wait, say it, do an impression, no, do an impression, no. do an impression. No, but I literally, <laughs> basically, I just told her that. I can't speak Chinese, so there's no way that I can write this composition. Like I just said to her, I think I was like, I haven't learned how to how to speak yet. And then she was like, Okay, read a book. <laughs> so like for the whole com- oh like time、God. that my classmates were writing the composition, I was sitting there reading a storybook, and I just got a like a valid VR on my exam slip. That was the first compo. I mean, after that, I kind of had to write, but. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, let's get back back on track. So yes, um, PSLE is out of three hundred. Um, and when you get your result slip, everything is um. Well, when I got my result slip, everything was in letters except for higher mother tongue. So, um, you get a letter grade, but there's A star. So there's like A star, A, B, C, D. You know the normal. Then,、mm-hmm. mother tongue is either pass. Okay, no, sorry, fail, pass, merit, distinction, and then that's the whole like extra points thing. Okay, so it's I don't even okay the your score that you initially get, which is like out of three hundred, is your four main subjects. Then, after that, the mother tongue, the higher mother tongue, gives you extra points. So if you pass, you get one point. If you get Um, merit, you get two points, and distinction is three points. So that's why when you ask people their scores, sometimes it's like, example, like two hundred and thirty-four plus two. So basically, it means that they got two points from higher mother tongue. Okay, the only reason that the higher mother tongue extra points matter is if you want to go to a SAP school, because if you go to a SAP school, that's when those extra points count. If you're just going to a regular school, they don't add the extra points. Oh, so they're not. They're not really counted in the f- your like proper points. Yeah, they're、oh. well. From what I remember, they were only like counted if you wanted to go to a SAP school. Right, right. Okay, right. Okay, okay. So maybe you can explain what a SAP school is. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but before that, so for me, like for the Singaporean students, they would take PSLE, right?、Mm. So for me and for like other Singaporean kids who were coming back from overseas, we took this thing called Spears. I think that's how you pronounce it. It's called Singaporeans Returning Examination.、Mm-hmm. So basically, they they herded all of us into like Expo, <laughs> and we would take like I think three IQ tests. IQ tests. So it was like tests. yeah, we had、okay. to take an IQ test, and then we had to write essays. Yeah. So basically, after you finish, they never told you your score, but they would like mail you a list of schools that you are smart enough to get into, and then you、that's、can pick terrifying. from there. That's terrifying. Honestly, yeah, yes,、okay. yes, yeah. That's how I got into Dunman. So I see. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So basically, SAP schools is this thing that Singapore has that is 
let's be honest, quite uh, racially biased. So it stands for um, Special Assistance Plan. So it's a, a school system that's made for um, academically excellent students that also excel at Chinese and English. So you have to be bilingual, but only in Chinese. So basically, some examples of SAP schools are the very popular schools like Huachong, Nanyang, Dunman. What other SAP schools are there? There actually aren't that many SAP schools in Singapore. It's like just the weirdly like kind of elite schools. Um, yeah, so yeah. that says a lot about our society. Yeah, because okay, personally, <laughs> I, I was from Nanyang Primary School. So I went to Nanyang Girls because I had affiliation as well. It's not because I got like a really good score or anything. Mm. Literally, I barely <laughs> scraped my way in. Um, so I got to use my extra points from my higher mother tongue because I went to Nanyang, which is a SAP school. But mm. now, like just recently, like just this year or something, this batch of P1s, I think. Oh wait, no. I don't know. Is it P6s? I have no idea. Basically, recently, the system changed. <laughs> Your light just turned back on. I'm sorry, yeah, my, my light has been flickering for the past, like, 20 minutes, and it just turned back on. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. Um, recently, the system for PSLE just changed. Like, they've changed it to a system that is much more similar to O-levels, I think. So it means that they count, like, some kind of L1, R5 or something, um instead of being out of 300 because they said it's supposed to be like more inclusive and not so um competitive <laughs> because when you have like a literal score out of 300 everyone's comparing compared to like all levels you have like a combination of different grades so you wouldn't really like mm. compare your individual scores right right yeah so yeah psle is a lot different now than what it used to be um, and also, I remember um, going into secondary school, there was still like this appeal system, which means that mm. if you are posted somewhere else, you can appeal to another school and ask um, for them to take you, basically. I actually appealed into Nanyang. I was posted to Crescent Girls, I think, initially. So like the first day after we got our results, I had to report to Crescent Girls. Um, and then I was like, yeah, uh, I definitely want to still go to Nanyang. So I appealed and I had to go for an interview and I got in. But they also took away the appeal system like one or two years oh. after I appealed. Yeah, literally oh. like the next, I think the next year, the, like directly the Wait, next really? year, there was no more appealing. Oh. Correct. So now wherever you're posted, you just have to go. For, for primary school at least. Like for, for oh, secondary oh, school, for sorry. School. Oh, for primary school. Oh, that's yeah. interesting yeah right 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 okay yeah but I think like the whole premise of a SAP school is very very elitist mm. because like basically yeah. you do have to have like a PSLE score that puts you at the top 10% of your cohort to be able to Correct. get into a SAP school yeah and, and you also have to be the whole idea that specifically good at Chinese and English yeah. instead yeah. of so you, you know other languages yeah 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 mm. and you don't I mean like technically you don't have to be of Chinese ethnicity you could mm -hmm. be another race that like you know speaks Chinese but the whole point of like you have to be bilingual in both Chinese and English is quite I mean yeah okay <laughs> um okay um in primary school there's this other test that we take 
which is called the GEP test. Wow. And it stands for Gifted Education Program. Basically, this is just it's strange um i don't really know why we have this you take this test in primary three and it's like to see if you're like quote unquote gifted um basically it's like a iq test as well it's like they give you like a bunch of different questions and they're like oh which one's the next shape in the pattern and you do that's like the math one and then there's an english one as well i think so oh and there's a science one so there's like three tests and there's two rounds so first um after the first round obviously there's like a group that's shortlisted you get a letter i passed my first round of the gep test i felt i felt so cool um yeah then you take the second round i didn't pass the second (laughs) round um but people that pass the second round basically um if you're in a school that does not offer gep you get the option to transfer to a gep school the next year so my brother um he was from a non-gep school in primary three he took the test and he passed both wow, rounds gifted. so he transferred to an, a gep school basically cool 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 yeah cool. also if you're in a non-gep school and you get in and you choose to stay at your school are you still in the GEP then, program yeah you just stay law because oh. the thing is that they'll put you in a literally like they'll literally put you in a gep class everyone inside will be GP right, right. and like I don't know usually they're like Sounds the top stressful. classes in schools so. yeah 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 I don't know it's another kind of weird thing like yeah, I don't really know um, why you have that in case y'all haven't uh, realized by now Singapore is very <laughs> obsessed with yeah. academics academics <laughs> yes okay yeah yeah moving on to secondary level of education yeah um when you yeah. get to secondary four in most schools you will take o levels however there is also the option in other schools to take n levels okay this is dependent on your psle score see this okay so back when i took psle if you get 200 and above you're considered express which is um o level track you get to take o levels if you get below 200 it's either na or nt now because the system changed i don't really know um what is considered express and what's considered nant but we'll explain it based on what we have experienced i guess um okay but first let's talk about ip and non-ip secondary schools amanda you can start with the ip stuff Okay, so basically, IP stands for Integrated Program. Pro- program. Wow. Program. It stands for um Integrated Program. Yes, Program. So basically, instead of okay, so if you're in an IP school, it's kind of assumed that you would go to JC. So instead of like you take four years in secondary school, you take O levels, and then you go to a JC. You're kind of like straight through six years. So in Singapore, this is kind of known as a through train that's what they call oh, it really? I think. i've never heard that they're like true train right yeah they call it true train i don't know why it's pronounced like that but it's true train so basically it's like uh, so train yeah. so basically it's like you skip all levels so it's kind of straight through six years and then you take a levels so i was from an ip school that's why i didn't take all levels right. that's why i know nothing about <laughs> it so basically i didn't take any national exams until a levels so i was very very stressed out for that yeah so 
Yeah, so basically for IP, yeah, yeah, so it's called Integrated Program. So basically, it's also, I don't think all IP schools are SAP schools, right? No, are they? I don't think so. Or most of them are. No, I mean, there's okay, only a few. I, know I think most SAP schools are IP. Right, right, right. But right, not all IP schools are SAP. Right, correct. Yeah, yes. okay, so, yeah, so basically that's an IP school so you don't take O levels you just go straight to um, JC you go straight to A levels and it's also known as an like elite school so basically you do have to have like a certain grade in your PSLEs to get into an IP school basically yeah so um, there's also the whole system of JE which is joint admission exercise which is what happens after secondary school. So if you are from an IP school, like like I was in secondary school, basically you just go straight to JC. But when you're starting JC, we will admit people from O-levels to go in. So hmm. for Dunman, we actually didn't participate in the JE um, exercise until the year that we started JC. Yeah. So that's how Emma and I met. Mm-hmm. So... Before that, we didn't accept new people at all. So it was like the same people that you've seen in school for six years. Yeah, so it was until 2018 when we started JE. So, Emma, why don't you tell us about your experience with JE? Is it 2018? No. 2019, oh my gosh. I got so scared. I was like, (laughs) am I one year older than I think I am? Yes, you are. Oh no. Time is just a construct. <laughs> um, yes. Okay, yeah, O-level track. Okay, see, I have a very interesting experience because, like I said earlier, I was from Nanyang Girls. And Nanyang Girls is actually an IP school. It goes straight to Hua Chong. Um, IP schools um, have like different combinations sometimes it's literally yeah. staying in the exact same school, exact same building for the whole six years which is like Dunman. Dunman High yeah, but there are also schools that have like affiliation, so for example um, Nanyang goes to Hua Chong and then MGS and ACS goes to ACSI mm. for example mm. Yeah. Um, for me, I was in Nanyang which was an IP school but I transferred to the O-level track. So IP schools, sometimes they have this secretive O-level class that they don't want anyone to know about. Um, And I was part of that O-level class because um, actually my grades weren't that bad. But at the time, for some reason, I just didn't really want to go to Hua Chong. Um, I actually had the option to stay, but I just chose to transfer to the O-level class um, just because I don't really know. Anyways, yes, so I took O-levels, um, and O-levels are very intense, to be honest, because you're taking like eight or nine subjects. I think some people might even take more. Um, personally, I took English, Chinese, E-math, A-math, chemistry, pure chemistry, pure bio, combined humanities, I took social studies and geography, and then I took higher Chinese as well. So, the Chinese exams are kind of weird. Like, you take normal Chinese exam in Sec 3, um, regardless of whether you take higher mother tongue or not, I think. Then, if you do badly, you can retake it in Sec 4. Yeah. Then, higher mother tongue, everybody takes it in Sec 4, including 
the IP students, not just the O-level students, mm. the IP students also take higher Chinese yep. because that determines whether you need to take Chinese in JC, which is, we'll talk mm. about that later. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, yes, O-levels, there are like eight to nine subjects. I know I've heard of people taking like 10 or 11. I don't even know how they do that. But yeah, eight to nine was definitely more than enough for me. Thank you very much. Um, the O-level system is, again, different from the PSLE system although now it's supposedly more similar. So the O-level system, you count your grades by L1-R5 or L1-R4. Basically, the L is a language and the R is like just any other subject. However, one of your R's has to be your humanities. So L1-R5 means you take one language score and five other subjects. So the way that you count it is if I got A1 for my English, and I got A1 for five other subjects, my L1, R5 would be six. And um, the language can obviously be either English or Chinese. And then inside of your R5, you have to include your humanities score. So it's either, you would either take social studies purely, geog, history, or like you'd have some kind of combined thing. So mine was combined. Then, oh my gosh, it's just a very <laughs> intense system. Uh-huh. Um, so the combined humans means that you take, obviously, each of them and divide by two. So, for example, if I got A1 for social studies and I got A2 for geography, my combined human score would be 1.5. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the lowest achievable score you can get for O-levels, raw score, is 6 uh, for L1 or 5. L1, R4 would be uh, 5. So for if you want to go to JC, they count L1, R5. If you want to go to Poly or ITE, they count L1, R4. And then you have minus points. So basically, (laughs) basically, this is why participating in CCA is very important, children. Because if you get high participation for your CCA, you can minus two points. Oh, seriously. And then if you pass your higher mother tongue, you can minus another two points. And pass means C6. So, the lowest possible score, not raw score, you can get two for O-levels. Oh my gosh. And that is why you see that some JCs like Hua Chong, you need like five. Yes. And you're probably like, oh, how can insane. I even get five when I take six subjects? Because they can minus points. I have friends that got two Whoa, for O-levels. Insane. Yeah, so it's a very strange system, but basically yes um you can do extremely well and get a single digit number yeah Yeah. correct so o levels is pretty yeah intense yeah so for like ip schools i think they're kind of like they kind of like operate under their own little system so Mm. there are subjects that people in like express schools or like o level and level schools will take that we don't take I think mm. social studies was something that I never took. We didn't have Yeah, my friends my friends took IH or something, which is like integrated history. Oh, I didn't have that. We we'd ha- we had this weird thing called ACE, Active huh? Citizenry Education. I that don't just know sounds like called. CCE. What? <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It was basically CCE. I think we had both uh, of that. I don't that's know. That's probably I don't, social I studies really then. <laughs> we had this thing called national education. So basically, oh. okay. 
I have to tell you the story. So basically, we have like class committees, right? So it's like mm-hmm. a group of students that kind of lead the class. So we have the mm-hmm. typical like chairperson, vice chairperson, secretary, treasurer, and we also mm-hmm. had this thing called. Wait, there's like a cyber, cyber ambassador or something to make sure that oh, you don't we had that too. bully people. Oh, oh, <laughs> and there okay. was also this other person called the national education ambassador. Mm. So basically, your job was to be very in touch with your Singaporean roots and sometimes hold lessons during CCE that talk mm-hmm. about national education. So it's oh, we had that too, right? Like in JC. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so basically, in Sec 1 and Sec 2, when I first came back to Singapore, I had a very, very strong accent, and mm-hmm. everybody called me Ang Mo, so it actually really Same. irritated me a lot. So out of spite, I ran for the National um, Education Ambassador, and I got it! <laughs> it was really ridiculous, though. Everyone found it really funny, because it was like this person speaking in a white-ass accent, and yeah. like doesn't know anything about Singapore trying to educate her Singaporean classmates about Singapore so yeah we, we did have a lot of these very weird um, lessons and mm. we didn't have the option of I think um, or what was it that you guys have um, combined science is it oh yeah like, instead oh, I, of taking I took pure, pure but yeah there's combined sciences yeah. yeah so like you can take I think is it like chem bio combined or something yeah like correct that? yeah so we all had to take pure every subject and basically mm. chemistry was a prerequisite so you had to take chemistry regardless mm-hmm. of whatever subject you yeah, wanted same. to take so chemistry you had to take it and then okay so for us in sec 3 we choose our subject combination so you can do mm-hmm. triple us science well. or double science mm-hmm. I think yeah yeah so that's um, O levels okay so for some schools you will take O levels when you're sec 4 there is also the option in some schools to take O levels when you're in sec 5 but okay let's backtrack first they have to take N levels so this okay so this is the whole like NANT thing if your PSLE score in my year at least is below 200 you will go to a secondary school that um, offers N levels I think so mm-hmm. N levels you have two paths there's either NA or NT before we say anything both of us don't really have a lot of um yeah. knowledge on this topic like this is all kind of stuff that we found online um mm-hmm. from what MOE's page and stuff like that so yeah. if you want to find out more information I would suggest that you contact someone that you know that has taken N levels because we're not saying anything from personal experience this is just like yeah. an overview to try and give you guys information anyways yes, yes. so N levels will be taken in sec 4 I have a feeling the grading system is probably similar to O levels um, and then I think if you do well enough you can have the option to either go straight to poly and ITE or you can take O levels in sec 5 to go to JC yeah. if you want to but I think that's only for NA so the normal at yes academic track yeah yeah mm-hmm. then we have the NT track which is normal technical so basically you will take your N levels and then you can go to ITE or if you do well enough you can transfer to a normal acad school and you take one more year mm-hmm. to take your N levels so um, once you go to ITE that's another story too because I think you do have to take like your normal uh, NITEC I think that's what they call it yeah okay so basically once you go to ITE you do have to go through this NITEC course which is like their normal course I think it's around two mm-hmm. years if I'm not wrong mm-hmm. and then um, 
to be able to go to poly if you want to go to poly you have to take a higher nitec course which oh. is another two years i think yeah you have to that take a so higher long course. oh my gosh yeah and then you have to apply for poly so poly is three years so once you finish those two then you have to go to poly and then you can possibly apply for university if that's what you want that's so yeah it's actually, a very very long track yeah. yeah that's such a long track yes but from our research and reading online apparently the government is planning to abolish sec 5 in 2025 and streaming and streaming <laughs> so um i i don't really know what to say yeah. about so that what? because we grew up in a streaming <laughs> i don't know system, what that means so, so what yeah, does that mean that like either. they're just gonna lump everybody so, together or something yeah so is there so will it be like all the other countries where like everyone just does like gcse everything or, together um, which i mean SATs. honestly I don't know. See, here's the thing. I I don't know whether I prefer, like, not me personally, but is it better Mm -hmm. for us to be grouped into, um, like, what's the word? Like, similar education levels with the people around us. And, like, so that each of our learning paces are um, individualized. Or is it better for everyone to be learning under the same... Um, environment regardless of how fast your learning pace is yeah because I feel like there's like a win and a lose to this because Mm -hmm. the current streaming system that we have definitely yes it encourages elitist ideas and it is Mm -hmm. a very judgmental culture that it creates but at the same time it's like you're putting people into like the the level of learning that they are comfortable with or that they were able to be in which is like kind of a good thing in a way so you're not like over stressing some students out or you're not like making other Mm -hmm. students feel like they're going too slowly so i i feel like there's no right answer to this also yeah exactly it's like it's really it's a not lose-lose situation but neither option is better um but there's always going to be someone on the losing end regardless because yeah, in a sense the whole like categorization of everyone by education level obviously creates a lot of like stigma and mm-hmm. competitiveness like very unnecessary competitiveness in Singapore which is just like a common trait that we have um yes compared to everyone being at the same level but there will obviously be some having more difficulty than others just because like intrinsically we're all born with different learning spaces and everything so it's just a interesting thing to think about i don't think i have a preference um yeah it's it's really just uh it's it'll be interesting to see how the future school systems will work compared to how we experienced it maybe it'll be our children going through it and we'll be like damn that's not how it used to be in my day (laughs) oh no oh my gosh we have to say things like that (laughs) oh no yeah yeah but i do know that the current education system or at least like the one that we grew up in and the people a bit older than us grew up in it definitely did Mm -hmm. create a lot of mental problems uh like i'm pretty sure there are men i mean not mental problems that sounds so bad i'm sorry like um there are many many like um what are those things called like you know like those those news articles that report and they're like oh you know based on this this like experiment that we did ah studies yeah (laughs) i'm sorry i can't think of words anymore yeah so basically there are a lot of studies that have shown that like at least like 80 percent of singaporean students are 
overly stressed out. They're、mm. very anxious, you know. Yeah. And like, we don't get any sleep. The thing is, yeah, we really don't. <laughs> we really don't. And、mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, like it's like, yeah, sure. This did this kind of education system did push us to do very well, and we are considered one of like the smartest quote unquote countries in the world. But、mm-hmm. at the end of the day, is it worth like you know the mental health of your young people? Yeah, something to think about, guys. Something to think something about. To guys, think about. Okay,、yeah. so after you've taken all these secondary level exams. O levels, N levels, NITEC, whatever it is, you will either end up in JC, Poly, ITE, or MI, which is Millennial Institute. Institute. So, okay. Firstly, there are like two types of JCs, kind of, because you will either take A levels or you'll take IB. So, A levels is the More local, I guess. Exam, it's more of a national level exam compared to IB, which is more of like international kind of.、Um, and we took A levels because we were at Dunman High,、yep. which is、uh, mm-hmm. what's the right word?、Local、I don't know.、School. Basically, we're an A level JC.、Um, yeah. But yeah. there are a few schools in Singapore that offer IB, including SJI,、um, ACSI, ACSI, SOTA, yeah. I think there are a few others, but those are the three that I know of.、Um, okay, I think we'll we'll explain IB first because it's like a, it's shorter to explain compared to A levels. But、um, again, this explanation is simply just off of information that we hear from people. We don't have personal experience. Please don't kill、yeah. us if the information's wrong. IB stands for International Baccalaureate. If I'm not wrong, yes, that is、um, how you pronounce it. <laughs> yes, let's go ELL. Anyways, um, so IB is offered in, like I said earlier, ACSI, SOTA, SJI. So schools like SOTA and ACSI, I think they have, um, they are six-year programs. So they are IPIB schools, if that makes sense.、Um, however, ACSI does give the option. To take in students from O levels, so it's possible for you to take O levels and still take IB if you can get into ACSI. Basically,、um, IB is graded out of forty-five.、Um, yes. I have no idea how they count. Oh wait, no. The way that they count their scores is out of seven, like per individual grade. Seven is an A or something. And then they take three higher level subjects and three、uh, standard level subjects. So they call them HL and SLs.、Um, and like I don't know. Basically, they add them up, and then they get something out of forty-five. Even though seven times. Oh wait. See, I don't even know how to count it. I don't. I th- I think maybe HL is double weightage, <laughs> or something like that.、Oh, such that, that when they that add it、sense. up. Yeah, such that when they add it up, it's somehow out of forty-five. I don't know how. You can go. I just needed to burp. Give me a second. Somehow, when they add it up, it's out of forty-five.、Um, if you're extremely interested about that, you can go and、um, ask someone that has taken IB. But there is also this weird thing that, like, even if you get forty-five, you can get forty-five AA, which is like、um, you get two A's for HLs or something like that. Because there's possible to get forty-five AB. But forty-five AA is the top of the top. Like that's the max that you can get.、Um, I think it means that you get like two A's for your HL subjects or something like that. 
Yeah, again, not very sure about the IB system. Yeah. It's a little bit strange. It's an international graded thing. So,、um, in general, Singaporeans tend to do pretty well at IB because it's graded on an international level, like with、yeah. other international students, compared to A levels, which is、uh, just within our own students.、Yeah. Okay, no, but like fun story. I was supposed to take IB, so because.、Oh. Yeah, because when I was overseas, I was in an international school, right? So the track that、mm. I would have gone through was IGCSEs, which is GCSEs but international, hence、mm-hmm. the I. And then it would go to IB. So when I came back,、oh. I wanted to go to an IB school. I was supposed to go into an IB school, but my mom didn't want to put me in an international school because she said that. Yeah, I could see you、yeah. in SJII. Yeah, but the thing is, the only school that I knew that was an IB school for some reason was ACSI. So I was like, Mom, why don't you put me in ACSI? And then we found out it was a yes, boys' school. Then I was like, Is there no chance for me to <laughs> fulfill my IB dream? And yeah, so anyways,、Please. I went to. I don't know why I didn't just go to MGS, but anyways, I went to Dunman.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. A levels. Oh my gosh,、yeah. I almost went to MGS. Oh my gosh, I didn't want to go to a girls' school though, cause oh my gosh, actually you know what? Cause Dunman High was nearer to my house, so I actually put Dunman as my first choice.、Oh. But my mom wanted me to go to Raffles, because <laughs> her friend said that Raffles would be good, a good fit for me because I'm more international. So、That's、she actually put Raffles as my first choice secretly without telling me. <laughs> I see. But yeah, anyways, I I I chose Dunman. Yeah, okay. But anyways, I just got a notification from CNA. Read the news, kids. So is this year the new, the first year that they're using the new PSLE system? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, cause yeah, you're right. Cause they are counting. Okay, so they have um four subjects now. Apparently, they take four subjects. Yeah, that's so correct. So each achievement level is one to eight. So you could get either one, which is the highest score, or eight, which is the lowest score. So it's kind of like O levels. Okay, it's、I、kind、think. of like O levels. So, so the, it'll be like out of yeah, five. Yeah, so the highest score you can get is four.、Mm. Yeah, the highest score you can get is four. So to get into IP school, it's seven to nine. That's kind of the indicative kind of point. That's like that. very interesting. So interesting. Yes, you can you can read it up on CNA or the Straits Times. I see. Okay. Um. So back on track. So for yeah, A levels. Oh my gosh, A levels is confusing too. So for A levels, you take four core subjects. So you can either、Which、be in the、choice. science stream. Yes, they're they're your choice. They're either science stream or arts stream or hybrid. So basically, I think in the UK you can choose like whatever subject you want. But for、mm. Singapore, it is compulsory to have one um. Uh, contrasting subject. Contrasting subject, correct. So both Emma and I are from the art stream.、Yeah. Technically, she's kind of hybrid because of chemistry, but we'll basically later, we can't but take but、yeah. full arts. Yeah. So I had to take math, <laughs> which was like the compulsory、uh, subject for arts students. Because okay, this is confusing too. Because if you want to take science, like for example, if you wanted to take biology, you have to take chemistry.、Mm. So if you take those two, you can't be in arts anymore. Yeah, technically. Um. So yeah. Yeah. You, the thing about、yeah. um the whole arts and science stream thing is like when you take O levels, right? Like okay, after you guys take O levels, when you're applying for JC and like you're entering your choices or whatever, you'll see the previous year like score acceptances. For the science and art streams, and they're different. Like usually, the science stream one is like one point less,、um, which is a which is better、yeah. lah. Because like I said earlier, the lower the score for all levels, the better. So basically,、yeah. like for example, Dunman High, I think、um, it was like ten for art stream and nine for science stream or something. So 
if you come in as an O-level student through art stream, you can't take science stream. Like, yeah. There's almost no way. You just kind of have to go to the arts classes. Yeah. So we have this thing called H2s and H1s. So they're called higher two or higher one. So higher two is kind of like the, like the IB higher levels, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're like basically the full subjects. So I took H2 mathematics, H2 literature, and H2 ELL, which is linguistics. So my H1 subject, which is like a kind of they call it like a, it's kind of like a lower level subject which is like half or maybe three quarters of the content that you get in a h2 subject so my h1 was economics so basically yeah so you take that and at the end once you finish your a levels and you get your result back we calculate them by this thing called rps so they're called rank points so a levels is marked scored out of 90 so each h2 subject if you get an a it's 20 points so if you get uh a for all four of your h2 subjects assuming that you take four h2s that is 80 points 80 points correct and then you will have two compulsory h1 subjects which is general paper and project work so project work is something that KI, which is like oh, KI. philosophical inquiry, yeah. and they don't take Not. GP. But our school yeah, takes, yeah, yeah. most schools take GP and PW. Yes. But yeah, continue. Correct. Yeah. So PW is something that you take in J1. So it's kind mm-hmm. of like a low key year long project. So you get grouped into this random group of people. You do a project, you do a presentation, you do a write up, you send it to Cambridge, they mark yeah, it, and you can get horrible. an A. Most people get A's, I think. Most mm-hmm. people get A's to B's. Yeah. yeah. So uh, basically, you do that in J1. So PW is something that you get your grade in in J1, after J1, basically. Yeah. Yeah, so general paper is literally what it says is general paper. So you're literally tested on anything and everything. It's, yeah, it's kind of so just it like English. It's super hard to study for. Like there is a composition yeah. section and there's a comprehension section, except that mm-hmm. it's not as simple as English. It's literally like the composition section is literally like. 12 questions and each one's about something different and you have to choose one and write an essay just based on like a five word question yeah and you wouldn't know what to study for because the the range is like everything so the best way that we could study for is basically just just read up a lot like read the news when you can just Mm -hmm. just like you know store up on evidences of anything yeah maybe maybe one day we can do an episode like more in depth about like each subject and like ways that we suggest that you can study for them because it would be too long if we talk about it now but um yeah Yeah. general paper is a very general subject but it is compulsory for everyone to take so yeah it was fun though (laughs) yeah so let us know if you want to know more in depth about each subject that Mm -hmm. we took so yeah basically h1s are scored out of 10 so a is a 10 and for H2A is 20. So it kind of goes down by, I don't know how many increments, but like, it's like B is weird, like for H2 is 17.5 or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very, really, strange. very strange. You can Google it if yeah, you want to see. So, but yes. So the so highest score you can get is 90. The highest score you can get is 90. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like, it's kind of weird because when you look at your number, you would think that like 60 and above out of 90, that's not bad. Like you kind of, you know, you just pass. Yeah. It's kind of okay. You're still doing decently. But no, when you actually look at the, the mm-hmm. grades individually, because each increment is so small, actually that's like averaging at like C's or something, which is okay. I mean, it's normal. Yeah. Um, 
when you think about it as just like oh I averaged C but um, C is actually what, what's the score like 50 something 55 55 per subject and it's very harsh but realistically it's very difficult to get into university with average C's um, and that's usually yeah. what JC is for it's because you want to go to university yeah so in a sense like in our minds as well it's kind of sad that average C's is very bad to us but it like it, it just is something that's just ingrained in us yeah yeah I mean definitely what's good is different for everybody because like I think when when I got my results back yeah because we were talking I was talking to like people from my class right and we all mm. had a certain idea of what was like a good score and what was yeah. like a bad score or something that wasn't as good but if I talk to people that I was working with who are a completely different group of people they were like oh your score is fine it's like it's good already it's really good it's not something that like you know we could ever think about getting either which mm. is like it's like this like everyone thinks about it differently definitely but yeah what Emma said is definitely correct it's it's very hard to look at it because when you think about it let's say 70 if you get 70 rank mm. points right to us it's not something that's very 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 like what we want basically it's a yeah as most people sounds, aim for 80 hard, above yeah as and as, as bad as it sounds it is hard to get to university yeah. with scores like 70 yeah because the top universities like you need to get like a yeah. a b at least um and yeah, yeah 70 is probably like bbc <sighs> So it's going to be very tough to get into university. Yeah, so basically how they see it is like you'll have like three subjects and then slash another subject. So the first three is your H2 subjects. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so they're a bit harder to score higher on because they're tested a bit harsher. So basically, Mm -hmm. yeah. But anyways, if you think about it, 70 rank points out of 90, right? If you calculate it on like a percentage level, it's 77%. Which yeah, looks but, really good, but it's, but it's not. actually not because each increment yeah. is one whole, like a small increment exactly. is one whole grade. So it's actually you're not exactly. actually average, averaging so seventy seven. You're probably averaging like sixty. Exactly. Yeah. So exactly, which is like it's I'm, very it's very so deceptive confusing. because you would think that out yeah. of ninety, this score is so good, but then you realize that it's not proportionate mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, it's really. a Anyways. very painful system, to be honest. I know in like UK they have not only A's but they have A stars, but we don't. Uh, yeah, yeah Singapore's highest score is A, but they do have A stars. So I, I don't know how that works either. Mm. But I mean that's cool. Yeah. So when we talk about our um, H two and H one like combination, most of the time, I would say that um, four H two subjects, people that take four H two subjects have kind of hit a minimum grade requirement from Mm -hmm. either O-levels or like the secondary four exams because not every school will allow anyone to just take four H2s because it is more stress. It means that you're taking on the full syllabus of four subjects um, since H1 is like a reduced syllabus. But um, it's very, very common that people will drop one of their H2 subjects to H1 by the time that they're about to take A-levels because it's actually really, really difficult. Um, mm-hmm. To take on, f- like, like I said, four full subjects. Um, but then there's also the people that start out with three H two and one H one, and they have no choice. They're just stuck with that subject combination, <laughs> me. aka me and Amanda. Um, okay, I did drop though, I, as in I did change my subject. You just changed near the start. Yeah, I had to. I yeah, say, but it did it near to the start. Yeah. 
Mm, I would say that like for A levels, the thing is that it's slightly more flexible in subject choice. Some schools are more rigid, but I think Dumb and High was not bad. Like there, you can have a completely unique mm-hmm. subject combination. Like I yes. have a completely unique subject combination. There's no one else yep. in my level that is in every single one of my lessons, um, yep. because they do give you the option to like choose your like um, we mentioned earlier your arts and your science subjects. Yep. Um, and of course because of like permutations and combinations there's all sorts of different um subject combis that you can have um so personally i took um for h2s i took math econs and ell as well linguistics and my h1 was chemistry so technically if i had taken h2 chemistry I would have been a hybrid student because hybrid is two and two. You take two arts and two science. Yep. But because I'm H1, they consider me an art student, which is kind of weird. Yep. Um, yep. I have a whole story that I was like put into the wrong class at first. They put me in a hybrid class. And then like one week after orientation, they were like, can you change class to the arts class, by the way? And that's how me and Amanda met. So I guess, thank yeah. goodness, in a sense. Yep. Um, yep. But um, yeah, the... Um, whole like different combination thing um is pretty flexible and yes most schools are pretty lenient near the start you can like change your subject combination if you're struggling um yeah but mostly just near the beginning after a certain point they don't want you to change anymore obviously because you need to learn new things yeah yeah and it's very interesting i think especially for us as art students because I think the most typical arts combination is Jelm or Helm, which mm. is geography or history, lit, mm-hmm. math, and what's the Econs. other one? Econs. Yeah, that's the yeah. most typical one. But usually everyone takes really random ones in art classes. So everyone in our class, pretty much, no one. Okay, yeah, there are people with the same combinations, but almost yeah. every like everyone is like really different so in my first subject combination when i took chem i only had one other person that took it with me and when i switched to my new one i also only had one other person in the entire level that took it so it's yeah, definitely I, different i'm from completely like, by myself <laughs> yeah so it's completely different from like the typical science classes which is like pcme everyone BCME. takes pcme yeah so yeah. we have like at least four or five classes that just take pure pcme or bcme which is, I mean, yeah. like, cool. It's cool. I wanted to yeah. be a BCME student, but it's cool. <laughs> it's cool. It's totally cool. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, <laughs> wait, I was going to say something and I forgot. Me too. I forgot as well. Yeah, I was going to say something. What was I going to say? Oh, I remember what I was going to say. Oh, basically, um, the only downside, I guess of being an art student okay i wouldn't say the only downside one of the downsides <laughs> of being an art student is that your timetable is just horrible oh my gosh um yeah because our subjects are taken by much less people mm-hmm. our lessons are pushed to the back of the timetable so yes. we have so many free periods there were some days that i had like six hours of free period and i just had to yeah. wait for a lesson at three o'clock yeah so and sometimes you only and like that's her only lesson and it's yeah, the last one like the whole day that's and my only ridiculous. lesson and it's at 3pm and they don't let yeah. you come for your lesson obviously exactly. you have to report at like 8am with everyone else yeah. um, and you can't go home and come back so yeah most of the time science students will end at like 1pm and we're sitting there laughing because we have to wait two more hours for our last lesson mm-hmm. yeah. yeah but I mean I, I guess it's applicable point... for every school but just in JC yeah. it's a lot more amplified Definitely. because you only have two streams and it's like really obvious mm. that the art students are staying back so late just for yeah. lessons and yeah. like at one point, I think 
the earliest day that we could leave was literally five or six o'clock. Like that was the earliest. Yeah. It, yeah, it, it was, was ridiculous. Horrible. Like literally. Wait, I still can't remember what I was, what I was gonna say. Well, whatever. <laughs> oh my god. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, anyway. that's JC. That's JC. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Uh, that's like a small oh. summary of what JC's like. Right. Yeah. So basically, um, Millennia Institute is is something quite interesting. It's kind of like JC. So they do take A levels at the end, but JC is oh. two years. Millennia Institute is three. Oh. Yeah. So okay. it's kind I've, of more I honestly spread don't out. know yeah. anything about Millennia Institute. Yeah, I don't really know anything about it too, but my my lit teacher was telling us about it. Okay. Yeah, so basically, yeah, Millennium Institute, they do take A-levels at the end, but it's spread out against three years, so I think it's quite a good, it's an interesting idea, you know, people who want to take mm. A-levels, but at a slower pace. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting, yeah. So, um, yes. yeah, most of the time, people take A-levels because your score will help you go straight to uni. Yeah. Um, Yes. So usually A levels are taken with the intention to go to university. Anyways, yes. we also have polytechnic. Um, and I feel like there's this horrible stigma in Singapore that is like, if you go to poly, you are less smart than a JC student. And honestly, that is so false. I can't even yeah. stress enough how false yeah. that is. There are some poly yes. courses that are tougher to get into than to get into JC. So Legit. honestly, to any poly yeah. student out there, mocks to you. Um, I swear, sometimes I kind of wish that I went to poly instead, but I do feel like poly is somewhere, um, that because you're choosing such a specific course, if you don't want to do that as a career, it can be kind of tough if you're stuck, um, in a very tight, um, like restricted course, um, compared to JC, which is more of like, you're literally just studying subjects to take a specific course in university. But yeah. um, I know lots of people that like have already known what they want to do, so they just went mm-hmm. to poly and they took like nursing, which is really hard to get into. Nursing mm-hmm. is one of the like yeah. top courses in poly, and yeah, so then they can um, get their grade from I don't know, it's like their GPA from their yeah, yeah. nursing course, and then they can just go yes. straight to university with that as well. Yes. So and it's and it's it a diploma, is, so it's, it's yeah, it's, it's a diploma as like well. So they can actually like go straight to work as well. Work once you finish poly Um, but yeah there's some people that want to go to uni and again they do really well and they can just go straight to uni so that's great and there's also stuff like for example if you want to pursue like early childhood which is something that I know a few people do it is Mm. not a subject that you can take in JC obviously and it's really hard to get into early childhood in university because if I'm not wrong some most universities don't offer it and if you have to go Mm. to a like a private university you need a diploma or at least years of experience which is really yeah. like hard for people who you you know are like from JC who took A-levels which well early childhood is um what is it it's provided in poly so it's something that you can take there which is like they'll offer you a diploma yeah. you can work immediately afterwards which is much more useful and yeah, also exactly. yeah, so yeah poly I don't is get actually like really really it's useful um, useful and yeah and you know something experience. my mom told me something about poly um, apparently, okay, I don't know how true this is now, but back in her day, when my mom was in poly, after she graduated from poly, she went to university overseas, and apparently the diploma can actually help you, like, you don't need to take the first two years of university because oh. your diploma already covered all of the things there, and you can just go straight to, like, year two or three. Oh. 
in some overseas yeah, universities, if I'm not wrong. So I don't know how applicable that is today, but I'm just saying that, like, definitely the whole idea that Polly is less useful than JC is completely wrong. It's false. Um, I would just say that it's more about whether you feel ready to choose a career um, yeah. when you are entering either Polly or JC. Because personally, for me, with my score at least, I could have chosen between JC and Polly. Um, and because I didn't know what I wanted to do yet, that's why I chose to go to JC. If I had known that I wanted to take psychology earlier on, I would have definitely gone to Poly and taken psychology because that would help me get in way easier mm-hmm. to the university. And like, I think I think Poly is just it's much more practical and applicable to like real life because in JC, yeah, it's a lot about yeah, because they do internship studying. in year three, yeah, so and they get so much work experience. It's very practical, exactly, and also yeah. right. Yeah, it's definitely harder la, to get in. Also, I don't, I don't get the whole stigma thing because literally eighty yeah. percent of Singaporeans go to poly. Why are Correct. you saying that eighty percent of Singaporeans are are not as smart? That doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, yeah, when my mom in her time, when she also went to poly, she actually got a really good score. She got like one digit, um, oh level gosh. score at that time. And I don't know if it's it's probably different la, from now, but mm-hmm. the poly that she went to, she chose the business course, which is like very very hard to get into. It was also like a one digit score. It was harder to get into that course than to get into a JC. So yeah, it's like I don't I don't understand the whole stigma about it because it's definitely not true that poly students are less smart than JC students. So yeah, yeah, don't listen to them. People don't. And the thing is, like, about. I don't know how to ex- like JC and poly are just very different, like so different. Mm. It's really unfair to be comparing them because poly is like um, there's a lot of like projects if I'm not wrong. Yeah. Um, and then the whole their whole of year three is internship um, where obviously they get work experience yeah. compared or to JC which is literally just you know sitting down and studying for exams every single day it's the same thing again and again yeah. whereas I feel like Polly is so much more varied I know I sound like I'm bashing JC right now um, I don't I wouldn't say that I regret going to JC but I just wish that I knew what I wanted to do earlier and then I probably honestly I would have gone to Polly because it just seems a lot more hands-on and useful in learning life skills, to be honest. I think it depends yeah. It depends on what you think you're more comfortable with or what you're more into. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. for me, like I knew that I wanted to do psychology since I was very, very young. Like Since I was 11, I knew I wanted to do psychology. Mm-hmm. But I think for me, like it's, it sounds really bad, but I do have the idea of like prestige. Like, I want to go to somewhere that will offer me prestige. Which is why I did choose to continue on in JC. Because I knew that it would be more prestigious for me to go to, apply to a university with an A-level cert. Even though it may be more helpful with a Yeah, unfortunately, an A-level certificate is kind of, like, deemed as more valid sometimes than a poly diploma. Which it isn't, but that's just how people see it. And it it really sucks. Um, But... You, we can't really do anything about it um, Okay, just to like Go back, a little bit back on track um, This is, we're already wrapping up To be honest, mm-hmm. just the last little yeah. thing um, About admissions in general For almost any level of school Either secondary or tertiary There is um, this thing that we have Called DSA, it's direct school admissions um, And there is There is some kind of DSA thing For poly as well, if I'm not wrong They don't call it DSA, but it's the same thing Basically, um if you have a talent and you would like to commit to that talent for the next however many years you're in that school, you can apply to schools through DSA. So, for example, maybe you're like really good at um, 
a sport, you can DSA through that sport to um, your secondary school or poly of choice. And usually that means that you have to join their CCA and stay in that CCA. You can't transfer out until you graduated from that school. Also, there are some schools such as SOTA, I think, they, there was a period of time that they only accepted DSAs. Like the only way to get into school is through DSA. Mm. If I'm not yep. wrong, they're changing it this year. Oh, yes, next yes, year. Yes, yes. They're changing it next year. Yeah. The year after next year. No. That <laughs> last year. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, because SOTA was the only school that I couldn't get into because uh, I didn't yes. go and take their Because you have exam, to. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so, um, but last year they kind of took it away. Now you can go in through PSLE with your score. Um, cool, because cool. I think the school is trying to become more like um, academically focused instead of just arts focused or something so that's why they changed the rules a bit but anyways yes mm. so that's dsa um i actually dsa'd uh to both nanyang and mgs when i was in primary school and i actually got into mgs but i just didn't go because i don't know i didn't really want to go to mm. i wanted to my my <laughs> goal was to be a nanyang girl that's the thing so i didn't go to mgs because i wanted to continue going to nanyang and i got right. rejected from Nanyang DSA if I'm not wrong um, yeah and then for JC as well I also tried DSA for dance to Hua Chong I did not get it because they only had one space and I was not that one oh. space um, but yeah so DSA is another way for you to get into school um, yeah. except that you have to commit also one more thing DSA is conditional they can accept you through DSA but there will be a minimum score that you have to get mm. Um, and if you don't meet that score, your DSA offer is bogus. It's gone. Yeah. Oh, also, yeah. it's not just CCA though. You can DSA through, if I'm not wrong, leadership and also oh. academics, which is yeah. something weird. Like I know that there are people who DSA into Daman through academics, which is like, basically, I think they just look at your grades from primary five. Yeah, it's six, almost like early sure. admissions or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, mm. <laughs> I yeah. mean that's it's interesting. Like, it's an interesting way for you guys to think about if you wanna like you know have like a double assurance to go to the school you want to. Without yeah, really knowing because it. your DSA offer will come before your national exam results. Yeah. So, um, it'll actually come way before. Like it'll come maybe a, a few months before you even take the exam. So the thing is that. Uh, I don't know It's kind of like a balance Because you kind of have a bit of stress relief Because Oh I know that I have an offer But you also have the stress of I have to get this score If not my offer is gone So yep. It kind of depends And also I find that the problem with DSA Is that um, It's very restrictive In the sense that like Okay I almost went to MGS Through DSA choir But then I realised that If I wanted to do that I would be stuck In choir for four years for example, sorry, I, I, I don't I don't remember why I actually DSA'd with, but I did not want to be stuck in the same CCA for four years, basically, um, just because, um, I don't know, I just felt like it would be not as fun, because I wanted to explore different CCAs at the time. Like, I ended up joining modern dance in secondary school. I feel like if I was in choir again, because I came from choir in primary school, I would be very miserable. Um, and I know I've I <laughs> and I know friends um, that have also turned down DSA offers because they don't want to be stuck in the same CCA because right. you can't transfer yeah. out. If you transfer out, I'm pretty sure the school can be like, yeah, we don't want you anymore because yeah, they, they took can. you for your talent. Because it's yeah. like a contract, you really can't um, get out of it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very common for schools to accept like top athletes. Um, yes. Because they want them to win yes. for national games yes. <laughs> for their school. Yeah. So if you're like a 
a runner or you're a swimmer or something, definitely, you know, make use of that. Make use of your talent um, and try to DSA if you can. Um, yeah. There was something else I wanted to say. I forgot now. Yeah, I don't know. Our education system in general is just a very touchy subject, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah of course, really it's very difficult it. for us to complain, though, because the truth is that Singapore's um, literacy rate and academic level is one of the highest in the world. And I mean, this yes. is obviously the reason why. It's because of how rigid the system is, and it's because of yes. how we're forced to, like, intensely study from, like, the age of, like, 10. We have to, like, we already became, like, studying machines from yeah. when we're supposed to be mm. enjoying our childhood but no we all sad. have like tuition and yeah. extracurriculars just to yeah. get like more qualifications okay but at the same time i feel like the two of us are not really the right people to really be offering any real complaints about it because if we're really honest we are products of like the most elite parts yes. of the, the education and system there's no doubt that we are benefiting schools. from it yes definitely so yeah. yeah, but we do agree, we do admit that there are a lot of flaws in the education system, but mm-hmm. it's it's like we are we do benefit from it. So it's like I don't I don't know. <laughs> okay, so to wrap up basically this is kind of like our basic overview of the Singapore education system. So if you guys wanna know more in depth about any specific one, you can DM us on our Instagram or if you wanted to know more about the specific subjects we took in JC, you can also do the same thing. Or, I think we'll do a JC yeah. episode probably. Yeah, we will do a JC episode definitely. But if you yeah. wanted to know more about like the specific subjects or how to study, which we are going to do that too. Also, yeah. So we hope Stay you tuned. guys enjoyed it. This is a bit longer than our first episode and much Yeah, less I like how we said it was a basic overview, but honestly, this whole system is not basic at all. So. Yeah, it's, it's hard to give a basic overview because it would be mm-hmm. very confusing. Yeah, yeah, so basically, that's about it. Hope you guys yes, enjoyed I hope it. If that you, you guys could understand what was going on. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's very a bit hard even thing. for us. Even we are confused. Yeah, and we um, went through it all. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, if you have any requests, please drop it in our Instagram at fourseasons.hotel. And yes. Yeah. Thank you. We will see you next Friday. Next Friday. Bye bye. Goodbye. Thank you for staying with us at the Four Seasons Hotel. See you next Friday.